Hey everybody, this is Joshua Heston. And I'm Lisa Martin. And this is the Dark Ozarks on the Branson Podcast Network. We're an exploration of everything that's dark in history, mysteries, the paranormal, and everything else. We explore the noir, the unknown, cryptozoology, UFOs, paranormal, and all the dark stuff that happens in the Ozarks. You can find Dark Ozarks on Branson Podcast Network on Facebook under Dark Ozarks, as well as our YouTube channel, Dark Ozarks. We'll leave no stone unturned to bring you the dark history, mysteries, and legends of the Ozarks. Welcome to the Dark Ozarks. I'm in Springfield, Missouri at a landmark, and I'm with Sterling Mathis. Sterling, introduce yourself. Hey, Sterling Mathis. How's it going? <laughs> it's going, well, it's going good for me, and I'm in, I'm in heaven because I'm in a haunt. Um, and some of the viewers might say, well, Lisa, you don't usually go to haunt attractions because you're at real haunted places. Got a surprise later. <laughs> we are at the really landmark in Springfield, the Hotel of Terror. And Sterling, you've you've owned it for what forty five years. Yeah, my family started it in nineteen seventy eight. I've been here ever since. I mean, I was sixteen. I worked a room at sixteen. I worked rooms all the way up until my twenty twenty five years old, and then I took on other other business end stuff you yeah. know yeah well and so actually this is one of the longest going concerned haunted attractions in the united states yes so um for those for those of you out there especially if you're not in the springfield area and you love haunted attractions keep this on your on your uh, your radar, and you do have another location. Let's just do a I shout do. out. I do Dungeons of Doom, uh, just across the road, uh, like a block away. Okay, and we we kind of have a two purpose thing uh, for the interview today. One, I want to talk just a little bit about the role of haunted attractions in our culture. Um, I, I don't think people really realize that they go back, really, actually, to ancient Greece. And there are, there are beginnings of, of the genre in medieval times. Uh, and then they really got started during the Depression era in the United States. But I think they really serve a certain function in our society, uh, allowing people to um, have a catharsis for their own anxieties and fears. Right. Well, what do, you, what do you see? You know, people like to be scared, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's completely different than anything else. If you take a date to the movie, you go sit in the chair, you eat some popcorn, have some soda, and you watch a movie. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. You take her home, and you're good. You come up here, somebody's going to get clawed up and yanked to the ground and pulled on and tugged on, and you're going to get to know one another <laughs> real quick. And it's not the same every time either. Oh no, it's yeah. different. Uh, people come out from different places. I mean, we we use uh, over twenty people in each place, closer to twenty five in in the dungeon over there, and about twenty three over here. Well, and what I always find in in um, paranormal investigations and going to locations repeated times, that no matter how many times I'm at a location, it's always different. Um, the, the, the people who are there, the experience, and really a haunted attraction is the same thing. 
Yes. It, it's an organic experience. Right, right, yeah. I mean, we when we started this, um, you know, our school asked us to put on, in 1974, asked us to put on a, a haunted house at the, at the carnival. So we did, and man, that was so much fun. So <laughs> some of my cousins and relatives wanted to do it on a bigger scale, so they opened one in Kansas City area. Mm -hmm. um, which turned into Edge of Hell out of Kansas City. And still going strong now. And, uh, and, you know, 1978, we did the same thing down here. And that's, I mean, that that's so fantastic. And I, I have relatives who, who basically got into the, the business decades ago in Colorado, kind of the same mm -hmm. way. So I, I understand. And that's, that's so fantastic. Where are we standing right now? Well, this is the uh, slide room, top of the slide. There's mm -hmm. a 96 roughly feet slide that goes from um, the third floor all the way to the first floor. That's how you uh, escape the <laughs> Hotel of Terror. And, and, we, and we have company with us. Uh, yeah, he's the resident gargoyle that's uh, been hanging out up here for quite some time now. Well, and you know, you, you may think he's scary, but gargoyles are actually good luck, so I'm glad to have him over our shoulder. <laughs> Yes, that's great. <laughs> I do have to ask a question. I know some of our viewers will, will be curious, but is it haunted? Yes, it, it really is. Um, we have had several uh, people see her. Mm -hmm. That's a young girl ghost. Um, I've had several psychic people come in and ask where she is, and I tell them, look, you're the psychic, you tell me. <laughs> and they pretty much pinpoint it where she's at. They find her. Um, they basically communicate with her. Uh, my youngest boy uh, got a picture of her, which I'll show you. Oh, awesome. Fantastic. Um, we'll try to show that uh, later on, on our different outlets. Um, and, and I can say, walking down, walking through earlier, we, we had a little brush with something as well. So I, I can say that it does feel like it's haunted, and, and uh, I'll, I'll give you more information later on that. But, uh, you know... This is, so this really is a family concern, and you still have a lot of family involved in this business here, don't you? Yes, my, my two youngest boys are still very much affiliated with the place. You know, I, I have one of them that basically takes care of the, the workers at this location, and my other son takes care of it at the, at the other location. So they basically run the whole uh, crew part of it. Well, and the crew's... Uh, a big part of this too, and right. and um, I understand that you are almost like a a mentor, father figure to a lot of these people. Well, I try to be. You know, mm -hmm. I, I I if I see a young kid going down the wrong path, you know, I try to try to point out that look, you know, you can have anything you want in life as long as you you know work for it. Mm -hmm. Which you know that's what America was about is you know you work for what you get and you know you can go a long way. Um, yeah, I, I hope I've helped a lot of kids. I mean, I've had several of them tell me that, uh, you know, they kept them off of drugs and, you know, because they were on drugs when I hired them and, and I didn't know. And then when I found out, it was, you know, hey, look, you have to, you have two pads in front of you. You need to make the right choice. And they thank me all the time for, you know, pushing them that direction, just trying to help them. And I, th I think that's important for a lot of people, maybe people who are, are not um, involved in the haunt business or, or, um, big partakers in haunts that um, um, the industry really is a very um, family oriented and not only fa family friendly for the guests, but it, it, it fosters a camaraderie that you don't see in a lot of oh, businesses. Right. right, yeah, these guys are tight, you know, they're all buddies, they're all friends. 
Um, everybody gets along. You know, when you get the the people that you know just want to stir the pot, you you got to let those people go because mm -hmm. you can't you know do it when it's like that. But you know, these guys they get along. I, I mean, I've got people that still do some part time work for me that has started you know like two years after we opened. You know, oh, so wow. they've been around for that long. It gets in the blood. It, it does. It does. But they love it. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Now, unfortunately. There, 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 there is now sort of a, a threat to this ongoing business. Yes. Um, again. Again. <laughs> and we were talking earlier outside that when I lived here back in the 80s and early 90s, I, I um, at different times, I, I recall the city giving you all trouble. And, right. and uh, uh, so the current go-round controversy about what's going to happen with the Hotel of Terror isn't the first uh, fight with the city. Correct. Uh, what happened back in the 90s? Well, the 90s, um, I guess they got a bright idea that they wanted to do some, you know, revamping of this area, and mm -hmm. Hotel Terra was not a part of it, so they wanted to make me go away. So, you know, I was here since 1978, but they thought it, that I should have sprinkler systems for some reason in a building that I can get you out of at any time within like 20 seconds. I can have you outside. Right here, it's about four seconds and you're outside. Right. Anywhere in this building, I can get you out. So we went to court, we fought, we fought, we fought. And um, the rule was if the fire marshal is not comfortable, he still needs to, they, they want to enforce it. So they didn't think we would spend the $40,000, $48,000 at that time to install them, but we did, so mm -hmm. that ruined their plan. And I, I've got a map I can show you where they already had me on there, not me, but they had the Texas Hotel as a important site that they were gonna keep the building and get rid of me. So. Okay, and, that, and, and that, that's something to say. This not only is just a haunted attraction, this, this really is a historic building that goes back a long ways. It is, this building was built around uh, 1912 as a hotel, mm -hmm. um, which operated, I'm not sure when it quit being a hotel. I may have be, I may be a haunted house longer than it was a hotel, I'm not sure. Because I've been, this is 45 years for the haunted house, so I'm not, and I know it was vacant a long time after I, or before I bought it, before right. we came to town to, to look at it. So it was a cultured marble place, and then they did fire extinguishers in the basement is what it was when, when we, started using this building. Okay, but it, it, was, it was a historic hotel for a long time, and we are on Main Street. Right. Um, historic Main Street in, jo or in Springfield. Slip, hometown. <laughs> um, but, um, and so they planned, apparently they felt that it was a historic site that couldn't be demolished back then. At that point, yes. Yes. So, um, you get past that controversy, go on with your business. Now, fast forward to the, what's going on now. What, what is happening? Well, now, again, they're wanting to remodel uh -huh. the, the area here. So they want to bring Jordan Creek out of the, the ditch, basically, that they have it in and make it more... Uh, walk around friendly, so they want to so, bring so it back up to ground level. Okay, and so for anyone that's not familiar with downtown Springfield, Jordan Creek went, originally went through right through the middle of downtown. Right through downtown, yes. And it caused a lot of flooding in the 1800s. Right. And over time, uh, it was enclosed and put into um, 
drainage ditches, basically. Right. And covered ditches, basically. Covered ditches so that it runs through concrete tunnels under under the streets. Underground. Underground, yes. so that... Uh, uh, you don't have that problem. So now they're wanting to basically reverse that to a degree. Right. They want to bring it back out in the open, which I would. I still haven't seen. You know how they plan on doing it because if you bring it back up ground level, you're going to get way more flooding than if you, it, it's like it is. It's down underground. If you keep it underground, right. it, you take most of the water, and you know, like when we had a thousand year rain, you know, we do get flooding. Mm-hmm. I got water in the basement, like. You know, a lot of people did. There's no damage, no problem. I didn't get any water on the first floor, so only the basement, which is good. But, you know, I'm not sure how it's going to work when they try to bring it back up ground level. But Mm -hmm. then they told me that then they come up with a new angle. Well, the bridge is, is too narrow. We need to widen the bridge is what they told me. So that's when I started measuring other bridges. Now, and for for reference for people, we're talking about the bridge that's just on the south side of the building. Yes. Okay. Just, just on the south side, um, basically right off to the to the um, I guess it would be the south of my building, like mm-hmm. two steps to the south. It right. starts. And it and it is uh, currently uh, there is a culverted drainage ditch for the creek through there. Correct. So. So they they tell me it's my bridge is too narrow, mm-hmm. so I measure it and I start measuring other bridges. Well, brand new one that they just built over on the other side of town, four lane, where we're two lane, the four lane bridge was 72 feet wide. Well, I measured our bridge here, it's mm-hmm. 90 feet wide. So that's their story there has changed now from being too narrow to they want to lengthen it. Okay. So now here we are on lengthen it. They have to take my building because they want to they want to widen lengthen the bridge not widen they want to lengthen it so now have they articulated a reason that it needs to be so they can bring it back up to ground level okay so i'm not sure if they're going to walk you down a steep hill to get to the creek or how exactly they're going to do this i, I don't know because yeah. that water has to go somewhere yeah and if you if you look at if you look at the bridge and and the the culvert it does make you wonder exactly what what this plan is. Have they published any? I haven't uh, seen anything. Plans so. or anything. All I've seen is some some pictures and some drawings and things mm-hmm. about what it will look like, which is kind of funny too because right in the middle of their new plan, they've got a big restaurant right there. Looks like a restaurant. It's got tables and stuff mm-hmm. out front. Well, who owns that? You know, they're going to run me off the road. Who are they giving that to? And where is that supposed to be located? It's in this, this area right here that they're wanting right. to redo. Yes. Okay. So, um, and no information has been given to you? No um, information at all. Okay. So, you and the city have been going back and forth about they what start, to do. They started back up about 2019, um, offered me really low um price mm-hmm. which you couldn't even I couldn't even rebuild a roof over there for what they offered me so so the idea is they're, they're wanting they're wanting you to move this operation to your other location well we looked for other buildings first mm-hmm. and there's nothing here I mean they want to move me over to close to to uh, um, what is that commercial street mm-hmm. I don't want to be over by commercial street I want to stay over here okay. this is where I've been for a long time and your other your other 
building is not like very block, far. Two blocks away. It's real close. And we do hay rides and hearse rides back and forth. So that's no charge. If you want to ride in the hearse, you go back there, jump in the back, and they take you over there. Okay. You want to ride back, you, you know, it's a back and forth. It's all free. That, well, and that, that makes a lot of sense. So um, what, so what, have, you know, what are they suggesting well, happen now? Well, they, they say they've worked and they've offered me three, three offers. The third one is quite a bit higher than the first one, mm -hmm. but it's still less than half, less than 50% of what it will take for me to rebuild this at the other location, at my own property. Mm -hmm. So I have to have a roof, I have to put another building on top of the third floor, just a metal building and a set of stairs. And they're telling me, oh no, we can't do anything like that. And I said, well, I, I have no room to go. I have no place to go with it. So that's why they're, they're trying to do the eminent domain now. Okay, so, so, now, so now they're trying to use uh, the concept of eminent domain, um, which uh, generally is for public projects, um, yeah, most people see it in, with like highway construction, you know, right. or, you know to, to widen a highway or something and take part, you know, a, a slice off of your property line. Um, but um, now have, have they, have they made an offer that would be considered a fair market value? Well, before pandemic, this uh -huh. last offer wouldn't be terrible. Uh -huh. I might have been able to do it, but since the lumber and everything has doubled and sometimes tripled, there's no way well, I can do it. So there, there's no way. But but I want to talk about this too. Mm -hmm. So they're they're also talking about giving sixteen million dollars for the for the Hammonds Field, mm -hmm. which is just up the road from me. So they're going to spend sixteen million dollars on that, which I'll bet you I have more people come to my two places than they. Go to the ball fields, and I'm only open 32 days. Well, do you mind? Do you mind kind of giving just a hint of what kind of traffic you get? Um, I can. I, I'll have to figure it up, but mm -hmm. I can. Yes. Okay, that'd be that'd be great because we, we can include that in, in yes. the article. Um, and um, so. I mean, I've got no tax cuts. I've got no help from anybody. I have done this on my own from 19 well from 1978. My parents helped, but when I took over. I've had no help from anyone, so I just want to be treated fairly. And the people in Springfield, they love this place. They love coming here. They talk about this. They talk about that. Every time I see anybody, oh man, that's the greatest place in the world. You know, they love this. What well, it is? It's an institution. It's been here for years. I can, you know, I, I can say that myself. And uh, uh, always was fun early on. So, mm -hmm. granted, I haven't been up here in a long time, but. Uh, what can people do to show their support or to get a message out to the city? Well, you can uh, you can email the council people. Tell them what you think. Um, I'll provide the emails okay. to you and uh, give them give them an email. Give them a call. You know, the mayor's office. Give them a call. Tell them what you think. You know, I'm not trying to be unreasonable. I'm trying to continue it, but I have to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I have to build it. I'm 60 years old. I, I don't have, I mean, I can't climb all around on this place like I used to. I'm going to need somebody to help me. And, and in order to make this a 
Class A haunt. I mean, we've been rated number one in the state at this building before. So yeah. best haunt in the state. That's pretty good. It, it really is because there's a lot of haunts. There's a lot of haunts. And uh, and I, I know that you know just doing research, I've, I've seen that rating come up multiple times for you. Yeah. And uh, so you know it's it's a a going concern with value. Right. And so you're asking for fair value. Right. I, I just want to be paid what it's worth or what it's going to cost me to build it over there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've already offered, look, I won't take one nickel if they agree to build, take everything from here, set it up over there like I need it set up. Mm -hmm. I, it'll be fine. I wouldn't take a nickel. Either way, I'll sign a contract tomorrow on that if that's what they would do. If they would promise me that they're going to rebuild it over there where I can turnkey operation and go in and, and scare people, I'm there. I'm not. Some people think I'm looking to make a big bunch of money. I'm not. I'm. I'm trying to keep something that's been going since 1978 mm -hmm. going for my kids and even possibly their kids. Well, and certainly you can understand, and it's it means a lot to a lot of people besides your family too. And so now there, there's a, a vote coming up with the city council on the 21st of February. Is that right. right? Um, I, I've read in, in, in the media that people are planning on showing up there. Yes. Um, so the public can show up to, to um, show solidarity. Right. You know, what time is the meeting? Uh, I think it's 630. At but, City Hall. Yeah, I would love for everybody that has been through here, loves this place, come up. You know, show them that, you know, you, you want to keep it around. I want everybody to be respectful. I don't want to have any problems. And, but, and, and we, 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 we want to say that on record, too. We want... We want everyone to be civil and orderly and professional, uh, but show solidarity. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I think that there, we can work this out, but, you know, they just basically want to bully me because from the, from the very beginning, from the 2019 offer, we'll take that or we're going to start eminent domain. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, I'm not taking that. And then they come up with another one. And then they come up with a third one, which is the one I have now. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if we point out a building right across the road, it's not as big as this. And it's for sale. And they're trying to get more money. They're asking more than what the city's offer, uh, trying to pay me. And mm -hmm. I'm sprinklered and, and everything else. And, you know, a 45-year business this year. So they're just going to have to work with me. Well, and we, uh, we hope that everything works out the way you want, because um, we'd love to see this continue. Uh, we uh, suggest everyone to um, show your support. You can also um, send support through the the website and the Facebook page, too, and it's mm -hmm. uh, hotelofterror.com, right? yes. and then Hotel of Terror on Facebook. Hotel of Terror on Facebook. Anything else you'd like to add, Sterling? No, I think you did a nice job. I appreciate it. Oh, well, we appreciate you meeting with us. So uh, we thank everybody and uh, stay tuned to the Darko's Arts.